Hello and welcome to the Keto Confessional. I'm your host Jeff and I welcome you to join me in pursuit of living my best dietary life through the keto lifestyle. Welcome back to the Keto Confessional. I am Jeff and I'm here to walk you on the journey through the keto lifestyle. And let me tell you, I have had a revelation. Yesterday, uh, I was eating, you know, I said on the last podcast that I was going to continue eating sugar, eating as normal until this box of Kirkland chocolate covered raisins that I bought at Costco disappeared. Well, uh, down to about a third left. And that's not because I've been eating all of them. I decided, uh, you know, we're back in school here at my school. Um, despite the coronavirus and everything else, the country that I'm living in is actually doing pretty well, all things considered. We've only had a total of about 10 cases in the last week uh, in terms of new cases, so everything's going well. The Ministry of Education here has not decided to close school, so our school reopened after a few weeks of online learning, and and it's really awesome to see the students again, interact with them, and and I decided, um, you know, I... I can't keep doing this for as long as I want to, because if it's up to me, and if I know that I'm not going to start keto until I get rid of the raisins, then I'm going to ration those puppies out for as long as I can. So I decided, you know what, I need to get rid of this demon in my belly. I need to get rid of this situation. And so I started giving the raisins away to students as uh, prizes for answering trivia questions or whatever, you know, whatever I do in class. Um, just trying to give out some raisins um, to students to kind of get them down. So I'm down to about a third left, which is still quite a bit. Um, but I was thinking, you know, this week will probably be the last week that I eat regular full sugar stuff. And then I went to lunch, and I did have a more uh, peppery vegetable and meat lunch. So it was it was healthier, uh, a lot of rice though, and it, it had a lot of pepper in it, which is spicy to begin with. So Um, I have a condition called geographic tongue, which really kind of messes with, uh, like, flavors and spices and stuff. If stuff is too spicy for me, it really hurts my tongue and it really affects it. And I also have GERD, and GERD's even worse. Uh, GERD, you know, if you eat spicy things or even things with a lot of sugar, can really cause the acid in your stomach to, to build up and to reflux back into your throat, and it's not comfortable at all. And so I come back from lunch, I'm already, lunch was delicious, but I'm already, you know, I already have a little bit of uh, taste bud deterioration and a little bit of heartburn from eating this kind of peppery lunch. And I see on my desk a cookie from Subway and I'm like, oh, that's sweet. You know, who gave that? You know, whose, whose cookie is this? And one of my students said, you know, oh, it was it was me. I I got it for you. We had we bought three cookies. But it was just her and her friend, and and we had one extra. And, and we know you like uh, Subway cookies, and and I do. I love Subway cookies, and it was a very sweet gesture. Um, you know, I part of me is torn. It's obviously very sweet, and this is one of my favorite students, and I love it when students are thoughtful and uh, you know think about teachers. In terms of giving us special recognition or, or treats or whatever, just acknowledging our presence and influence in their lives, and that's great, and I love it. On the other hand, it, it can be a double-sided coin because you kind of feel like somebody like me who is my size, um, and and I'm not going to lie, I carry it relatively well, although I feel like I've ballooned a little bit more in the last six months, 
But somebody who is my size and who is a little, you know, conscious of that, it's sweet when students give you uh, treats and stuff, but at the same time, it also makes you feel like, oh, do you treat other teachers this way or do you give them something else? Am I the teacher you think of when it's like, oh, I had this extra cookie, which teacher do I like? Oh, how about the fat one? You know, so there is a little bit of a double-edged sword there. But anyway, I, I take this cookie and, you know, I eat it. I didn't actually, you know, at our school, you can get dessert with lunch. And today I decided not to. Then I get back to my classroom, student leaves a cookie. I was like, all right, whatever, I'm going to eat it. And so I eat the cookie and it's delicious. I mean, I love these cookies. But as I'm eating it, I don't know if it was because my taste buds or my tongue was more vulnerable than usual. I just realized this sort of like piercing overwhelmingness of sugar and I was like man what you know this cookie they're delicious don't get me wrong but they're so damn sweet like why are they so sweet and I thought you know I think about it, I'm like you know maybe this is why I've always loved Subway cookies because they just have some sugar some flour and butter but just like a frick ton of sugar it's the sugar man the sugar is what really makes that cookie so chewy and moist and it's delicious, but it also, I mean, how many calories is one Subway cookie? I'm not going to look it up, but if I had to guess, it'd probably be like 300, 400 calories, right? It's a lot for one small little cookie. It's a lot of sugar. Um, then later in the day, a couple hours later, in the last period of the day, um, I'm giving some chocolate-covered raisins to my students. And I decide to take a little handful for myself. Usually I eat four or five raisins. They're a little bit bigger. And I just put them in my mouth and let the, you know, the warmth, the heat from my mouth and then my saliva break down the chocolate on the outside um, until there's not that much chocolate left. It's just a little bit of chocolate and the raisins. And I like to chew that all together. And it's delicious for me. Um, and I have to say, one of the complaints I have with American chocolate, and this is true for these raisins as well, you don't need that much chocolate. A little bit of chocolate goes a long way. I love chocolate. I love dark chocolate. And I feel like uh, American chocolate has too much sugar and too much milk in it. It's just too kind of in your face. And it's waxy for certain companies like uh, Hershey's and Nestle. Um, German companies and Swiss companies, their chocolate's delicious. Ikea chocolate is delicious. I don't understand why... Uh, American chocolate is so cloyingly sweet and devoid of flavor. It's just like, let's put hardly any actual cocoa powder in here and fill it mostly with sugar and emulsifiers. And I don't know. I don't like it that much. Um, Kit Kats are one of my favorite candies, but I feel like their biggest weakness is how much chocolate is at the bottom of the Kit Kat bar. You know, they have a little wafer, and then it's coated on top of chocolate, and then there's just, like, brick of chocolate sitting at the base. And I don't like that. It should just be a bigger wafer with a thin layer of chocolate around it, and that would make it a delicious Kit Kat bar. That's just my personal opinion. Uh, but I digress. Getting back to the salient point here, I was eating the chocolate. It melted. I'm chewing it. And again, I just felt this overwhelming feeling in my mouth, and in my tongue, that this is just way too much sugar for any one person to be eating. And it was just four chocolate-covered raisins. And so I started, you know, usually when I realize the effects that sugar has on you and the effects, you know, how much sugar companies are putting into their food, I'm seeing this 
from the perspective of when I'm in ketosis. And that's usually the only time that I'm really focusing on it when I'm trying to eat healthy. But this time, I haven't been in ketosis for a while and I'm realizing, man, I'm not healthy and I'm not feeling good. And it's because of the amount of sugar that's in this food. And now keep in mind, I don't live in the US. I'm an expat. I live in Asia. And in the country in which I live, the food is so fresh and so good in most instances. You can pretty much every meal for very little amount of money get delicious, healthy vegetables, meat, and rice. And so I'm used to this lifestyle of eating healthier. Now, granted, there's a lot of fried food here that's not good. But normally, you know, I'm eating healthier food here and I'm eating more vegetables and just more good stuff into my system overall. And I think that might play an effect too, so that when I do have American treats or Western treats, I eat it and I'm like, oh my God, this is just so much sugar. There's just too much, you know. I've developed my favorite fruit living here um, is mangoes. And besides mangoes, watermelon. And it's just, you know, when you're on ketosis or when you have been cutting down on your sugar for a while and you taste that bite of mango or that bite of watermelon, it's like, oh my God, that's so rich and sweet and delicious. And it's natural. It's, you know, nothing is added to that. That is a naturally grown product. And the sweetness level there is so rich and good and fulfilling. And it's so different from when you take a bite of, you know, dried mangoes that you can get in the States or wherever that are just coated in sugar. And I don't understand why. Why is it? Why is there added sugar that has enough sugar already? Anyway, I'm getting off on a little bit of a tangent here, and I know that. But I just want to say that yesterday I had this realization that, you know, everything that I enjoy eating obviously has its downsides. That's just the way it is. But pretty much all of the, the snacks that I like are just unhealthy clumps of sugar and carbohydrate. And I know that sugar and carbohydrate are not good for me. Sugar hurts my tongue, Um, especially if I've eaten something spicy. Because of that geographic tongue, sugar adds to it. It's kind of painful. Um, Sugar hurts my throat because of the GERD that I have. It just agitates it more. And so if my GERD has been flaring up at any point and I eat something with sugar in it, it doesn't feel good. And sugar is bad for my heart. I know that. I know logically, objectively, eating sugar is not healthy for me in the long run. And at 355 pounds, um, at my age of 32, it's just not a good path that I'm going down. So I made a resolution that I'm, you know, today has to be my last day. I can't keep drawing this thing out. I've got to stop. Now, why today and not yesterday when I realized all of these things? Well, the primary reason is that I had a department meeting this morning. We were meeting at um, a restaurant for breakfast, and I was like, you know, it's going to be too hard because the way I, I get myself into ketosis at first is almost always to uh, fast for 24 to 48 and rarely, on a rare occasion, 72 hours just to full-on cut that sugar out of my system. Yes, it sucks, but after 
A little while, you just forget about it. I drink a lot of carbonated water to keep myself feeling full, to keep those hunger pangs away. And overall, it's a good it's a good thing. But this morning, I knew it, it's a lot easier to say no to food when you've been saying no to food for a while. But when you're in that first, you know, the beginning induction phase, and especially the first day, it's not that easy to say no to food. And I knew that if I got up for breakfast, and I usually drink coffee too, like a latte or something, I knew there's no way. I'm going to stop that. But tomorrow I have nothing on my plate, nor through the rest of the weekend, nor through next week in terms of any sort of social events that I'm expected to attend. So I thought, this is a perfect time. Why wait? I'm going to do it today. So today is my last day eating sugar, hopefully forever. I know keto is supposed to be a lifestyle and not a diet, and so that's what I want to get to. I know there are now especially compared to to two or three years ago, five years ago for sure, there are so many sustainable ways to keep going in the keto lifestyle than there were before. And I may even dabble in the future in like vegetarianism because I want to have, um, I want to eat clean. I want to be clean. I want to rid my system in as much as I can of the negative effects I've put into it so far. I know some of that stuff is lasting and you can't change it, especially if I have like atherosclerosis or something. But from here on out, you know, I'm 32. I want to live another 60 years. And if I, if I can do whatever I can to get to that point, then I want to do it. I want to see my children grow up. I want to see them get married. I want to see my grandchildren and enjoy them and maybe even see them have kids. And so hopefully I can do that. Um, and so that's what I decided to do, but as a result, I know, and that's the whole point of this podcast. I know that this next week or so is going to be a living hell for me. That's just the way it is. The first 72 hours aren't that bad, but then you hit this, this point of like, really, you know, you start to get withdrawal from the sugar, your body's in ketosis and it's just, but it's not keto adapted. And so you're like, oh, I just, I want some of that sugar. I want some of that sugar. And you see somebody eating something or somebody invites you that that's the worst. Somebody invites you to eat something or you're at work and somebody brings to the teacher's lounge like a bunch of muffins or, or brownies or something like that. And it's like, oh, shit, I just want to have some, but I can't, you know. And that's definitely um, a, something that affects me. But it's nice that there doesn't there is nothing on the horizon for me except my birthday next month. But right now, there's nothing on the horizon for me that says, oh, you know, uh, I'm going to be in this awkward social situation where somebody's going to offer me food and it's going to be hard for me to turn it down. That's not coming up in the next week, so I should be fine. Um, but the next week will be hell, and I know that, and I'm prepared for it. And the whole point is for people who are in the situation like me who are wanting to go through this or are thinking about doing keto, the whole point of this podcast is so that you can listen and you can see and identify along with me as I go through it. Yes, it's not easy, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel. But I also want you to hear from me. It's easy to talk about keto in such a positive light when you're fully keto adapted and you've been doing it for a while. It's also easy to talk about keto when you're not doing keto and say, oh yeah, when I was doing it, it was great. But I want I want the realism. I want you to understand the suck and there is suck, and we're going to go through that together, hopefully. Um, I 
want to encourage everyone, this is a shorter podcast, and I understand that, but this is sort of like the precursor to the real deal. Episode three is going to be the the actual full-on, we're doing this together situation. But I want everybody to understand um, that one of the things I hope to get out of this podcast is for people to find comfort and encouragement in my weakness. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, if I'm having a bad day and I'm talking in here and I'm, you know, I'm cursing up a storm or I'm saying how much this sucks and how much I'm craving sugar, I want you to take comfort and encouragement from that. And what I mean by that is you can listen to that and say, okay, I'm not the only one that is struggling with this because I think there's this perception when you're starting a new lifestyle and you're being healthy, there's this perception of, oh, I'm going through this alone. We tend to insulate ourselves. It's important to be a part of a community, um, whether that community is online or through an app or in real life. It's important to be a part of a community of people who are going through a shared experience. That's very important. So I hope that in my weakness, when I'm struggling and having a tough day or a tough week, you can listen to that and say, I'm not alone. This guy's going through it too. And by the same token, I hope that you can listen and when I'm doing well, get hope and inspiration from that and say, even if you're struggling, you can look at the fact that I am I am now being successful or, or feeling good. I'm, I'm in a phase an upswing where I'm doing well and I'm feeling good. I'm hoping you can can listen to that and say, okay, there is there is hope, there's inspiration. There will be non-scale victories in the future. There will be scale victories in the future. They are coming. Um, and I hope that that's what you can get from this. But on the topic of um, being part of a community, I want everybody to know, I, you know, this is a venture that I am doing by myself. Nobody in my work, nobody in my uh, real life community is a part of the uh, keto lifestyle from where I am right now. But I I think it's important to be a part of the community and that's why I created uh, the Facebook page for the Keto Confessional. That's why I have an email address. Just eat, you can email me, theketoconfessional at gmail.com. And that's why we have our, our website on Anchor FM. Um, and, and the whole point is I want as much community interaction as we can get. And if we can, especially on that Facebook page, if we can get people to interact with one another, to encourage one another. And my greatest hope is if you have a microphone and have the ability to set it up, I would love to have you as a guest where we can talk about our struggles together and we can create this real community situation where we're all in this together, we're keeping one another accountable, but most importantly, we have this shared goal and a shared struggle because that's what life is all about. Um, Life is all about the shared, the shared humanity, whether it's our struggles and our weaknesses or our strengths and our successes. Life is all about what we do together. What is our common shared goal? And so I really hope that this podcast can be a place for anyone who's listening to feel free to be themselves, to share their raw emotions, to share their raw struggles. And 
hopefully in the long run, we can all come out of this saying, we're living better lives now than when we started. We're eating healthier now than when we started. And as a byproduct of that, we all weigh less. We all look better in the clothes that we wear. And we all feel better in the skin that we're in. And we all have more self-confidence. So that that's the goal going forward. The next episode, episode three, is going to be um, definitely the sounds of my struggle, hopefully not the real sounds, <laughs> but you'll be hearing me talking about the struggle of going through um, the situation that I'm in. So I just want to thank you all for listening. Thank you for being a part of this. I am hoping this podcast can reach as many people as possible. I spent a little bit of money on advertising. I'm hoping to create a community of support and shared progress. Um, but that is the overall goal. I do want to address one last thing before we wrap it up here is the release schedule. Most podcasts, and I firmly believe that it's important to have a routine. Most podcasts have a schedule um, that in which they release episodes. But I, I think it would be inorganic to suggest that following a very rigid schedule is going to be the best format for something like this. I want this to be real. I want this to be unfiltered. I want this to be raw. And so that may be me releasing three episodes in a week, one week, two episodes in another week, five episodes one week. Who knows? Who knows how often I'll need to come into my little confessional booth and discuss what's going on. Um, I can promise you that at the very least, I will release one episode per week. Um, but summer is coming up. We're all grounded. We're all stuck in our current locations. And so my goal is to just be real, to utilize this as much as possible as an accountability check on myself for how I'm doing. Because if I force myself to do this every day, I can hear myself. I can hear my thought process back and I'll know hey, you need to focus on this, you need to focus on this, you need to do better in this area. You were a little fast and loose with the rules yesterday in terms of your, your net carbs or your food tracking or your exercise. And so that is that is what I want to do here. So hopefully, I mean, I can guarantee it will be one episode per week at least, but hopefully we can get, you know, two, three, four, five episodes in a week at different points. And Obviously, you know, you listen to whatever you want to. Um, you don't have to listen to all the episodes. But if you're concerned about when I release the podcast, my suggestion is to get a good podcast app um, like Pocket Casts or Spotify or whatever and just set it to automatically add or notify you whenever a new podcast episode is dropped so you don't have to wonder about the uncertainty of the schedule. I know that's not a very good model normally, speaking, but in terms of this podcast, I really think that's the best way to approach it. So that's what we're going to do. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. I've loved the feedback that I've gotten so far. I've been surprised at the amount of people who have clicked into the Facebook page, um, the amount of people who have um, engaged with the podcast so far after just one episode. I know the advertising does help in that regard, but I've just been surprised and impressed with the feedback that I've been able to get so early on. I'm really hoping we can build a community. 
I'm really encouraged so far by what I've seen, and I'm really looking forward to the long-term goal of this podcast, this community, and this hopefully permanent lifestyle change for me. Thank you all for listening so much. Goodbye. I'll see you on the next episode of The Keto Confessional. The Keto Confessional is a production of 110 Media. Many thanks to Blue Dot Sessions for the show's theme, Vienna Beat. For more of our podcasts, check out anchor.fm slash ketoconfessional or listen on Anchor FM, Spotify, Google, or wherever good podcasts are found. 